He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. I am Drew Berquist. This is my show. It's Tuesday. We're damn glad to be with you. That was the Trans Lives Matter movement. Protesters storming the Capitol in the great state of Oklahoma. And of course, no one's talking about it. Doesn't fit the agenda. Doesn't fit the narrative. All the stuff that's going on out there. My question is, and I've, frankly, that scene sparks lots of questions for me. But one is, do we really need like another something XXX Lives Matters group? I thought one was more than enough. One was too many. No. Yeah, well, you know, now that Black Lives Matters has trickled away, now it's time for something else. You know Got to I mean? get something else in. You can also get uh, Black Coffee Matters. That does matter. Start your day right. The best part of waking up is getting this shirt. And black it on. coffee. Yeah, yeah. In your cup. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to uh, redbeachnation.com and get one. There's a link. We can copy and paste that in uh, here to the, to the different chat. Actually, I'll do it into the chats um, as Disco's pulling that. But here's here's the link. Um, we've also put in the booze and banter stuff for today. So if you want to go get one, go get one. Use promo code FREEDOM. Save 10%. Why not? Um, <clears throat> okay. That wasn't the only... Um, that wasn't the only scene from Oklahoma. So let's go back to Oklahoma, shall we? Because they said in this clip, you'll hear it, trans are Oklahoma. Play the clip. We are Oklahoma. 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 We are Oklahoma, apparently. Did Some you ever them... see the mummy? Yeah. The Brendan Fraser movie? Emotep. That's what I yeah. felt like it was. <laughs> well, I wonder if that's kind of like when you leave, like, you know, you feel the effects of being on a boat sometimes when you get off for a little bit. I wonder if they just can't stop repeating when they even left the Capitol eventually. Um, but they say that they're Oklahoma. Some of them were as big as Oklahoma. So why were they there, right? That's the question. There's a lot, again, there's a lot of questions that we have on this and I'm not going to get into all of them now, but they were protesting this proposed bill that would ban, uh, actually bills plural that would ban various forms of gender affirming medical procedures, including reassignment surgery for people under the ages of 18 to 26. So 
in the aftermath of this, right, we play a couple clips, a couple other people are out there, and now people across the country are saying this is one of the darkest days in our country's history. The FBI has swiftly launched nationwide investigations into everyone who was there and present. Actually, no, none of that happened. No, again, no one's talking about this. These people stormed the Capitol, and they were very unpleasant, <laughs> very strange folks in the, in the state's Capitol, and, and nothing's, nothing's being said. Now, I'll say this. In fairness, for, for January 6th back in the day and for this, you're protesting at the right spot. Okay, you're not burning down a city, this, that, and the other. Uh, you know, so, so I guess you're, you're on point there. But, guys, we don't need a – please, please, in 2023, I beg of humanity, do not let the Trans Lives Matter movement become a thing. Let's not have corporations making commercials about it. Let's not have national spokespersons, whatever they would say, spokeshumans probably they would say. God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. Love it. I was literally just reading that comment. Like, that's a great. That's that could be a that could be a t-shirt. <laughs> I I listened to the song that that's riffed off of on my playlist today while I was outside smoking a cigar, prepping for the show. Um, all right, we're so glad to be spending time with you guys. We're gonna move on from the Trans Lives Matter movement. Uh, we got a lot to get to. Later on today, we'll be doing booze and banter over on Red Voice Media. Um, you can go there. You can see it on the screen. You sign up for booze and banter and every other premium thing that we do there at redvoicemedia.com forward slash Drew Crew. Then you watch, as it says on the graphic there, you watch at redvoicemedia.com forward slash BB, or you can just go to the Red Voice Media homepage and click the premium live player, which is on the top of the screen there. All right, for the regular show, though, lots to get into. Biden's going to be on lots of drugs tonight. That's for damn sure. He's going to try talking. We'll tell you what he plans to get into. We'll tell you what lies you should anticipate. There's a lot of them. And as he preps for that, and not just because he's prepping for that, but they're kind of in overdrive because of that, the White House is, has kicked it into high gear, trying to sell this story, this narrative, everything that's out there, uh, all the failures that they're trying to turn into successes. It's remarkable what they're trying to say they're doing. When the stats, the data, everyone's bank accounts all tell a very different story. KJP weighed back in on the balloon incident. She also, well, she, I would say she weighed in on future relations with China, but she really didn't. And then if we have time, we'll get into it. Kamala thinks that fentanyl is a problem. She just now, what? she's realizing that. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> she's so smart. She's so smart. Uh, when we do go over to booze and banter today. We're going to talk about Joe Scarborough, Morning Joe. He's always such a happy fellow, right? Him and his wife, Mika. And he made the audacious claim that Republicans don't support our men and women in uniform. That Republicans are anti-military, anti-this country. I'll let you laugh about that for a little bit. We'll talk about it in booze and banter. Also, the U.N. Secretary General wants more censoring of speech, wants to go after hate speech, is telling member countries to get rid of hate speech and misinformation of course the questions you should be talking about with that are well what is misinformation who gets to determine what's misinformation what is hate speech and who gets to determine that those are the things that we're going to get into we'll also get into instagram 
Instagram is now going to allow breast pics, but not from who you think. Not from who you think. We'll talk about that a lot more. Tom's going to be with us today. He's going to be, I think, in the car for booze and banter today. But some Tom is, and, and Tom in, a, in the car is better than no Tom. So that's how we're going to look at it. We got a lot to get into, but let's get into tonight, right? Biden said, he put out this, uh, I don't know, what you maybe consider a cutesy tweet. And I say he put out, he didn't, his staff did. But this, cu- this cute and what's supposed to be somewhat relatable tweet ahead of the State of the Union address, here's what it looked like. So it's his official account. Says, getting ready. Shows his notebook, some cookies, a couple mugs. chocolate chip cookies? And I, look, I'm going to be honest. I want a cookie now. I, I yeah, want a cookie 10:30 now. 1030 in the morning? I mean, I guess he's the president. He can do it. And he's really old. He can do whatever he wants. But it's just like, there should have been like an omelet there or something. Yeah. Bacon. Oh, now I want all of that stuff. But look, <laughs> so, I mean, someone who had access to Biden's Twitter account tweeted this photo. They put it out there, allegedly showing the vegetable in chief preparing for the State of the Union address, which, again, is obviously tonight. I think you guys all know that. But there's two, as we described, there's two empty coffee mugs and a plate with two cookies on it. And one of the cookies had a couple bites taken out of it. It looks like the plate you would put out for Santa Claus with a note from the kids. <laughs> and as a parent, you'd take a bite out of the cookie to make it look like Santa showed up and appreciated the snack. Everything in this administration does, y'all, is weird. It looks awkward. This photo encapsulates this administration perfectly, if you think about it. You know, just, just you know, like we, everyone puts out milk and cookies for Santa. We, you know, we tell them like, hey, you know, maybe Santa's sick and tired of milk. So we put out some bourbon. You know, in this past, we had some leftover sushi. We had sushi put out for him. It was different, you know? It was nice. It was okay, nice that little... is, yeah, well, that's, that's really nice for, for San, Santa. And San, yeah, and Santa wrote a note about it, and the girls still have it. It's You've got to be know. careful um, so Santa doesn't get drunk and pass out at the table it's, with the it's bottle. Just like, it's, just a, it's just a little nip. You know, no, 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 no. Santa but, needs more than that. He's a busy man. We're talking about Santa, and it's, it's February. Yeah, but my um, girls are like, if he has too much, he can't <laughs> drive the sled. Like, you're right, so let's just pour a little. Like, <laughs> Uh, Warhorsing. Does anybody even take a bite out of a cookie and put it back on the plate? No, it, it doesn't. And, and, and no one does. And you look at the binder too, and it shows the first page where he welcomes everybody, and then down at the end, it just says pause. There's seven lines on the first page, and they're all like triple or quadruple spaced. This guy is never, ever going to be mistaken for being a great presidential speaker. And his party, his this movement here. They're always telling everyone, Democrats, how to live your life, what kind of car to drive, how much sleep you should get, what sort of injections you need to stick in your body. They love to be involved in every part of everybody's lives. And the president then tweets out this pic, again, not him, of eating cookies for breakfast. Just imagine the thrills, screams, and cries if if Trump had tweeted out when he was president a picture of his breakfast being diet coke and cookies people would have lost their mind reporters would have been demanding to speak to his doctors people would have been calling him unwell his his unhealthy diet's a sign of mental illness all that stuff would have come there there have been nutritionists on every network turn on the tv there have been a nutritionist talking a nutritionist talking about what an awful job he's doing but this is the game that the left-wing media plays with the american people whatever our side their side does is fine whatever your side in this case ours is is the most horrific gross thing ever and somehow is a proof 
further proof of systemic racism or whatever whatever they're going with at the time. You get it. Well, you know, I mean, people were already upset at the fact that Trump was saying, I'm only getting four hours worth of sleep anyway. You know, and when they asked why, he's like, well, I'm, I'm running the nation. I, mean, I got work I got to do. I got to get stuff done. And he, he said that's that's how he did it anyway, even before he was president. And they were still upset about that. So you're right. If this came out, this one. The other thing, too, is look how many sheets of paper are underneath that. If it's all spaced out that much and that big of a font, it's really not going to be that long of a speech, I don't think. Because right now, it looks like just that many papers just because well, he's only got seven lines well, on each page. And I mean, then pauses. Obviously, <laughs> there's know? the prompter, too. That's his backup. But yeah, I mean, I, it's just all of a scene. I mean, this. keep in mind, this is the same administration who has built sets of the White House at the White House. Like, <laughs> like hey, the no, no, no. The Oval Office is right there. Why did you build another one over here? It doesn't. I mean, these guys. It's it's. Well, I mean, they don't even give tours in the White House anymore, right? It's 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 like a separate thing where you see mock-ups, right? I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you. I, I left that city. I don't know. I don't care yeah, to know I, anything I, I about th- that. I city. think you can act, if you like write to your senator or whatever, and you get you know, you could get an actual one on. But if you just show up, they have like a I believe it's like a whole like expo like thing that you go to. So I wonder if they were even using those for where they were doing all those press conferences at. Sorry, the tour can't come through. The president needs this. The president's here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we let him work in this office. He gets more work done. Well, they we prob- work he probably done. thinks He's it's the real office. one. Yeah. And whoever's, you know, really pulling the purse strings is, uh... <laughs> oh, man. All right, so I alluded to this yesterday. I don't know if it was during the main show or booze and banter, but KJP was out there, and she was asked questions about the upcoming State of the Union. Here's what she had to say about Biden and his involvement in the pre- you know, preparation for the speech. As you know, the president is heavily, uh, as I've said many times, heavily engaged in the writing process. When you when you hear the speech, you're certainly here. Uh, there will be no question that this is a Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden State of the Union speech. <laughs> the president's really engaged in the writing process. Please. First of all, I said this yesterday. It would be hilarious if he was. We would get more gobbledygook than normal. He, he can't string together a sentence, let alone an hour-long speech. But this guy, Joe Biden, has a 50-year reputation of being one of the laziest senators in the history of our country. And for her to say that he's heavily involved in the writing process is just a straight-up bold-faced lie. I hope no one really believes that. And I don't know if you picked up on it, but she kind of smiled while she's making her statement because she knows what she's saying is total hogwash. Yeah, or... She, they had her go out and say that so that when it's a horrible speech, it's, well, he wrote it. You know, he, he, he didn't want any of our, our writers to, to do anything. He wanted to do it himself. You know, it's like covering their own asses at this point. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> may, maybe more part of the process. Like, that was yeah. him. He's got dementia, people. We were um, telling you for weeks that it was going to be him, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, and, and think about it, too. Like, not only has he been reputationally a weak senator, a lazy senator, and just someone who does not perform for his party or his people. But anytime he's been involved in quote-unquote writing stuff throughout his career, including college, he's got a history of plagiarizing. Like, I mean, that's not me speculating. It's, it's, it's true. He's been, he's been caught plagiarizing time and time again. But she said there's no doubt, <clears throat> there'll be no question when you hear the speech, that it's going to be a Joe Biden State of the Union speech. And all that really means, guys, we know we've heard this guy talk forever, forever in a day. 
there's going to be some old Joe folksy lines in there, so it sounds like him. My dad used to say this. Job's not about a paycheck, right? It's, it's about giving a person a sense of pride in what they do. You're going to hear all that same crap again. He's going to reference his dead, so, uh, dead son, Bo. He's going to lie about being a professor at UPenn. There's going to be at least one threat towards Republicans. And at some point, he'll probably even raise his voice in a threatening tone, which will seem strange and very oddly out of place. Rubbing the coal off the windshield. <laughs> mom when he would be sitting in the back seat <laughs> oh joe riding the train all the all these things and he'll probably refer to tyree nichols which was awful shouldn't have happened those cops got what they had coming but he's he's going to make a segregation reference and then call for a national change in law enforcement something that the democrats really want they want a federalized nationalized law enforcement apparatus in place because then they can control it so here's some lies, though, that I would, I would suspect will come. We're going to hear all those, again, folksy kind of stories and tales that he's told a million times. It's the only thing that he can frankly get out coherently because it's just burned into his, his brain. You know what we should have done with these? Is we should have made a, a, state of the, a State of the Union bingo thing, like randomize it and then emailed it out to all the people. <laughs> like, can he get bingo? Yes. <laughs> well, we talked to, we, uh, yeah, I mean, and we should have done some stuff. We've got so much going on right now um, that it just didn't work out this year. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe next time around we'll do a, a special watch party or something like that. But, um, but these, the, here are, here are, in addition to all those things, here are six things that he's going to lie about tonight. He's going to lie and say that he's reduced the budget deficit by $1.4 trillion. But in his first two years, the national debt has risen by more than $4.2 trillion. That's more than any two-year period in American history. And yet, and you're like, well, they can't say that then. But that's, that's who these people are on a daily basis. That's how they operate. What are the real numbers? Well, we can't say those. Let's just make it look way better and say that. Even though there's verifiable proof and data that that shows how much they're lying to the american people so he's going to hit that he's going to talk about how to make it seem even better that they inherited an economy that was in a free fall but one week after the election thanks to operation warp speed which i i'm not a fan of operation warp speed but the covid vaccine was announced which set the table for an even stronger recovery that's what the, that's what that's what the system wanted then but instead the economy has been limping forward with a weakening, weakening status. The economic growth rate last year was just 1.5%. So he, he has done everything he can to destroy the economy. He's going to say how inflation was high. They've already told this, this tale a million times. But he's going to say how inflation was high when they got in. Similar, we inherited a mess. Inflation was bad. Gas was bad. This, that, and there. We're all smart enough to know. It's not been that long how much things were better. And that's, I mean, well, I won't go into a Trump thing here, but, but he's going to say that. But you got to remember, the average inflation rate during Trump's presidency was 2%. In January 21, 2021, the month that Biden entered office, it was 1.4%. 1.4%. 18 months later, in the summer of, of 2022, in June, it was above 9%. It, now, it's come down some from 9, but again, it's not in the 1.4 to 2% range. It is still significantly higher. He just decided, hey, I'm going to break all these records. And then if we take it down a smidgerine, which still is horrible for the American people, 
We'll call it a win. We'll call it a win. He's going to also talk about how he brought down gas prices. <laughs> guys, when and again, this, you guys know this is not a Trump show. This is an America show. This is a show of, of, of keeping this country on track. That's what we're supporting here. Trump did some great things. Gas prices were awesome under him. The, the, the national average was $2.59 a gallon. Obviously much lower in some states. You, 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 you might have gotten it where you were for a buck 89 or something similar. Again, fast forward 18 months into Biden's first term here, and it was nearly double, a modern-day high of $5.04 a gallon, $5.04 a gallon. Now, today, the national average is $3.48 a gallon. You know, it's a darn near three bucks and a half. Only a dollar higher than when he entered office. And according to Gas Buddy, which provides real-time data throughout the country on a, on a daily basis, gas at the pump is expected to rise back to about $4 uh, on average nationally this year. So what they're, what they're citing is, just like with inflation, sir, you broke records, it's, it's a record high, we're in a recession. Yeah, but one, we're going to change the definition of recession. And two, now it's come back down. We're like, you know, we're, depending on where you're at, we're in the seven, eight, now, you know, you don't get to to claim those successes. Gas, national high, highest on record. And then it comes down somewhere, lowering gas prices. Yeah, but you're not lowering them to where they're supposed to be. He's going to talk about, because he needs to, he's doing all he can to secure the border. But since he took office, he's issued... Circa 90 executive orders undoing Trump's successful border enforcement policies, most notably stopping the wall construction on the southern border. And he even suspended the successful stay in Mexico policy that Trump and his team had put in place. In 2021, under Biden, there was 1.7 million border encounters, the highest ever until last year when it surged well over 2 million. Again, they're breaking records. If their goal is to break records, they're doing a hell of a job. Breaking that glass ceiling. Yeah. I mean, look, we're doing everything we can to destroy this country. We're breaking records all along the way. If that's your goal, which it is, it 100% is, then you are doing a great job. But you can't, you can't sell any of these things that they're selling. I mean, he tweets about this stuff every or his His team tweets about it every day. Look at all the great stuff we're doing. I don't see it. I don't see anything. I see you trying to get rid of the middle class, destroy this country, overhaul how we do government, how we do law enforcement, abandon the Constitution. I see you doing all that. Yeah, definitely see that. But I don't see you doing anything that helps any of us. He's also going to hit on probably the last, the last thing that we'll touch on here before we scoot on here is how he's increasing domestic oil and gas production, which everyone's going to laugh at. They should. We... We would have produced nearly $200 billion, more, uh, $200 billion worth of oil last year if it weren't for his policies, his war on the fossil fuel industry. We wouldn't have to – literally, think of how much we've depleted to catastrophic levels, our national oil reserves. We wouldn't have had to take one drop out. Not one drop. And the previous administration issued permits for – for 100 million acres of federal land, Biden issued fewer, le uh, not leases, permits, excuse me, for any president 
since World War II. So they're saying, oh, don't worry, we're doing this. But they're, but they're doing it, and again, we've talked about this a million times. One, they're doing less, less than any president since World War II in terms of issuing permits. But giving someone a permit doesn't matter. You've got, you've got to go through the whole way. Then they're holding it hostage and not letting them actually drill on that land because they don't have the lease. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, you want to drill on that land? No. Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> By the way, is all this... The... Un... Go ahead. <laughs> no, but I have the permit. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it's not... Yeah. It's, I mean, well, again, just, you know, they're so clever in how they play their word games because they can say with a straight face, no, we, uh, we, we, we gave all these permits this year, hundreds and, and thousands of permits. Okay. It sounds good, it's, but that's not, that's not the full picture. Yeah, do you remember that show... I wonder if Tom worked on it or not. Remember the one where Undercover Boss? Yeah, he did work. Uh, like, on that. I, he yeah, that's I, that's why it probably came to my head. But I, could you imagine if like the president, a year or two years in or whatever, had to do like an Undercover Boss? Like, okay, now it's your turn to go live as a citizen. Here's your here's your minimum wage check, and here's the rent you got to pay. All oh, that here you go. And they come back like, okay, well, we got a lot of changing we got to do. Yeah, it would never happen. It would never happen. But it would be more, probably one of the best things that could ever happen for our country. Because then the president could see. Because in interviews, whether it's in, uh, a reporter or, or you know, like how we've seen him when he talks to people in the union and stuff. It's like, hey, infl- we're, it would, there's no inflation problem. Like, he, he, he's like, gas isn't high. Like, well, yeah, you don't have to pay for gas, so you don't know. Like, yeah. you, you're, you don't know. But if you, if you were out there doing it, you'd be like, gosh, this is real. This is really – this is bad. Yeah. No, it is. It's really bad. But they, they again, in, in the system of, of, of life that they want to bring in, government and life that they want to, to, to usher in here in America, it works great for all of them. Everyone in a, in a socialist or a communist regime, if you're on the top, has always done great. They've never had a concern in the world. It's the lower class, after they've gotten rid of the middle class, that suffers. It's just that's the way it goes. Um, real quick, I touched on this briefly yesterday, too, but uh, we told you. Uh, that as all this unfolds, as he gets ready to give this talk tonight, the fence is back up on Capitol Hill. After, if you, you we all remember, after the FBI sponsored January 6th riots, Pelosi had the fence put up around the Capitol. And it was up for months. I mean, it was there for a good bit of time. It eventually came down, but now it's back up again for the State of the Union address. And you had Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, whether you like her or not, put out this vid here. We can just play it muted. Um showing the temporary fence that's been put back around the Capitol. And remember, the Capitol building that's being protected by this fence was the people's house. That means all of us should have access to it. But by putting a fence around it, it means that the politicians inside loathe and despise you and don't want you anywhere near their clubhouse, which is exactly what it is. I, I joke, and I, I, it's not even really a joke. I tell you all the time how... Democrat politicians despise their constituents, but it's a, it's a hundred percent true that, that, that statement is, is true. And it's not just them. The rhinos are, 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 are doing that as well. All these establishment types. If you're not a part of permanent Washington, if you're not in their club, these people hate your guts. So this is just a visual gesture to let us peasants out here know that we're not welcome in the people's house anymore. Because the people's house is now an exclusive club. You're part of the D.C. establishment or a special interest group with big checks, lots of money, 
That's Those are the only two ways that you get into that club. And at some point tonight, I said it earlier, but at some point tonight, he's going to talk about and refer to the MAGA wing of the Republican Party and how it's the greatest threat to the United States. I, I, there's going to be at least one threat in there. And he's going to talk about how it's driven and fueled by systemic racism and all these other words that he probably doesn't understand. And that there's no place for that in the United States. Again, he's going to try to be the unifier in chief, despite the fact that he is the biggest divider there is. So we'll see. We'll see. Be prepared to be lumped into a category of, of domestic terrorists and extremists, a threat to our, our very country, because that's, that's what's going to be said about you tonight. All right, <clears throat> let's get into the question of the day, and it has to do with the State of the Union address. It's this. Would you ever want to attend a State of the Union address? You can choose who delivers the speech. Pick your favorite president, alive, dead, whoever. Someone who's not even been a president. I don't care. Would you want to go to a State of the Union address? We'll get to your responses and a bunch more on the other side of the break. Stick around. Do you think America first when you spend your hard-earned money? Do you feel guilty shopping woke companies that take your money and push a liberal agenda? The choice is yours. When you shop at Mammoth Nation, you're a part of the solution, not the problem. We have thousands of products from hundreds of American and veteran-owned retailers. These patriots love America and they're fighting for you. So do the right thing, vote with your wallet, and spend wisely. Right now, go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member. Use this promo code and save 30%. Whether you live at the beach, are going to one, or just want to imagine yourself there, Red Beach Nation has the comfy, patriotic apparel for the occasion. But it's not just beachy, pro-America merch. At Red Beach Nation, you'll find collections from some of your favorite conservative hosts and influencers throughout the country. Plus, products are fulfilled in-house and shipped right to your door without any middleman. So join the team and rep the nation. Visit redbeachnation.com. You can use promo code FREEDOM to save 10%. Again, that's redbeachnation.com. All right, let's get to those answers. The question of the day was, would you ever want to attend a State of the Union address? You can choose who the president is. It's a yes or it's a no. Let's get to some of those answers. Never go to that event. Yes, if it's Trump. Nope, I don't belong in toxic sludge. I like that. Yes, if it were President Donald J. Trump's. Yes, if it was our rightful President Trump. Trump, yes, I would. Hell no, I would not want to be collateral damage. Fair point, Silas. Yes, if Ron DeSantis were speaking. <clears throat> I went to Trump's rally in Omaha. He was great. All right. Reagan or Trump, yes. Nope. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just trying to cut through some of the stuff there. So it's zero interest as Toker. It's kind of a mixed bag. Shelby, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. CRS, only if I could hear the truth for once. Well, yeah, you're not going to get that in Washington. Um, Disco, would you go? Yeah, I would go. Uh, I, for me, if, if I got to choose, I would say, let's hear the first one. 1790, George Washington. Okay, I think that'd be a, it'd be an interesting one to hear. You know, first time coming out, like what you know, 
all right, let, let's let's see what how it all started. You know how it. You know where where what was he talking about? You know, and I think it'd be great. I'm going no. I I, I don't like being. I, I don't want to sit and listen to anyone talk for that long um, about politics. You know, if it's it's a conversation, it's a show, it's something like that. Um, different, but more. Here's my bigger problem with it. I don't like the standing up and sitting down and clapping and this, that, and the other. I just, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to get, if I'm going to get comfortable and like have a drink come and some popcorn, like then I, then I would consider it. But it's like you sit down and you have a sip of your drink, then you got to sit, you know, stand up and start clapping and you got to sit down. It's, it's, it's too much. And, and I also hate everyone in that city and in that chamber. So there's that too. Um, all right. Well, so I think it was, uh, I had to look it up. It was like it was the 1947 where Truman spoke, where it was that started to the clapping, the extra clapping started coming. Um, I just, it's then, not and efficient. Then I think it was Lind, Lind, and then Lyndon Johnson's 1966 was where it was like the the overabundance clapping happened. So I mean, it, it's not. I get it. You're you're excited about what's going to be happening, but if you're sitting there listening to someone you don't agree with, I, I mean, how could you stand up and clap? You know, yeah. like. That's I just, why I would I would love to do you know the historical one. Let's do you know George White, Abraham Lincoln. Let's do some of the ones like some of the 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 guys you know the guys that did some big heavy hitting for this nation. Yeah. And let's see what they have to say. Not the ones that have been had their pockets lined for years now. I don't want to hear that. I want to no. hear the ones who fought for our country. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um. Well, let's get on to the state of our country. Disco, do you think Americans, yourself included? Are better off financially now or before the pandemic? <laughs> I, I think they're. I think they're not better off right now. I'm sorry. Well, it's that's it, just what I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, because that, that's a rational, reasonable response. Because I bring it up because here's what the White House economic advisor Brian Deese had to say about that. Poll that you just uh, cited is actually consistent. So about two thirds of Americans say that their uh, their circumstances are better than. Uh, uh, than before we say it either way. Um, uh, and I think that, uh, that it is the case that if you look at the kind of key measures of um, basic economic security, uh, do I have health insurance? Do I have $400 in the bank um, in case my car breaks down or I have another emergency expense? Am I um, late or delinquent on a credit card bill? Am I facing foreclosure? If you look at all of those measures, they, um, on average, American households are in a better position than they were before the pandemic hit. Uh, and that's true for the lower income uh, uh, quartiles uh, as well. <laughs> that's amazing. We're better off in most cases. Brian, dude, you're a bad liar. You're a bad liar. And he's, I mean, he squirmed throughout that too, trying to put a positive spin on, on what's just a ridiculous People and deceptive... People get to spend more time with their family now. You know, it's fine. Everything's great. <laughs> I, I, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you know, uh, before I started coming back in here, you know, I, when I was away from doing the work with you, I was, man, the pandemic was the busiest time. I was still making TV, doing movies. We were all over the place. It was great. It was awesome. It was like at the, at the start of it. But then when they started closing everything down, and if you got sick, you couldn't go to work, and then my wife was almost about to lose her job. Like, no, we're not better than where we were before. No, not a day. Anytime someone gets sick now, she can't go into work. I mean, if you're the CEO of Pfizer, you are. But like, yeah, um, 
But no, I mean, he when 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 this administration or someone like Brian Deese talks, they're desperate to prove a point that they sputter out like these fragments and just broken stuff. They give these lame examples like he did. His examples were his economic indicators. Do you have $400 in the bank for a car repair? Are you behind on a credit card payment? Are you facing foreclosure? By the letter of the law, those might be economic indicators, but those aren't the ones that Americans see and experience every day, like the price of gas or the price of eggs, the price of food and energy. All those things are better indicators of what's going on and way better indicators of what Weirdbeard there is trying to, to say. But like all these smug liberals, as he lies through his teeth, if they feel like their point isn't getting across, they throw in words. Notice how he did it at the end. They throw in words that not everyone knows the definition of. He specifically throws in the word quartile. It's just another word game or deception play by liberals. They, they, they make it seem like they're these experts and give themselves these, this gravitas on a topic that they're trying to explain, and they throw in these words because then they're like, oh, that's their... That guy, he must know what he's doing. He used, he used a word. But, but what they do is they shut down questions. Because the reporters don't want to feel dumb and say, I, what? And I'm, I'm not saying everyone in the, well, probably, probably they didn't. But <clears throat> people aren't going to ask that question or follow up on it because they don't want to sound like idiots. That's, that's what they do. That's how they play this. But Deese wasn't done. Let's, let's get into another clip here from Deese. Because he was then asked for what some of the drivers are for inflation. Here's what he had to say. And I think that as we look back, the, um, the principal drivers of inflation have been the pandemic globally um, and subsequent shocks to the system, the most significant of which was uh, uh, the war uh, in Ukraine. <laughs> there it is. We keep hearing that. We keep hearing that. I mean, so he just told us, let's, let's go back, let's go back a clip, that everyone's better off than they were before the pandemic, which is the biggest, maybe the biggest lie I've heard in a long time. But of course he goes with the pandemic. Keep in mind, as we all know, and we discussed on this show for the past two and a half years, whatever it is now, it was Democrat governors, local Democrat mayors who kept their states and their cities closed for for almost two years, more than in some cases, all in an effort to cripple Donald Trump and his reelection bid. That's what this was about. The shutdowns in blue states had zero to do with health. It was 100% political. Democrats were hell-bent on destroying Donald Trump's chances for being reelected. And if it meant sacrificing the lives of the elderly or destroying small businesses, depriving kids of in-classroom education, then so be it, because if you're a Democrat, the ends justify the means. That's what we're talking about here. But another falsehood that he throws out there and keeps being perpetuated by the Democrats and other folks in D.C. is that our inflation is somehow tied to the war in Ukraine. We hear this, I mean, literally on a daily basis today. Well, you know, I'm sorry that this is happening, but we got to do the right thing and help over there, and that's causing problems here. First of all, there's a lot of flaws in that logic. That's not what's happening, but there's a lot of flaws in that logic. But most people, most people know that that's, that's garbage. Remember when Biden tried to push off the gas prices? He called it the Putin hike. He was blaming it all on Putin. 
It had nothing to do with it. Gas prices had hit a record before the conflict even started. They were way up, way before Russia invaded. The reason that these prices are up is because Biden, the Biden administration, we're going to go back into oil here for a second. The Biden administration has turned off the ability for oil companies to drill right here at home. And they keep blaming it on the oil companies saying, oh, these guys are, they're just greedy and all they care about is this. They've got the drilling leases. That part's true. That part's true. But again, that's a scam because they're not issuing the permits. They've got one or the other. They don't have both. You got to have both things for, for that to work. So you can give a, a thousand, a, one single company could have a thousand leases, but it doesn't you know good if the government won't let you actually drill, if they won't give you a drilling permit. Again, he's given less of those out than any other president since, since World War II. So those, those leases that have been passed out or that are approved, they're worthless. That's why things are going up. That's why things are going up. It's not because of Putin. It's because of Joe Biden. It has been. All right. Let's transition here real quick to Kamala. I'm sorry to do this. Let's transition to Kamala, who decided she wanted to talk about fentanyl. Which brings me to May 30th, 2020. Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up. They waved to their families. Uh, I'm I think sorry, that, that was that, that was Kamala on fentanyl. I'm on sorry. On fentanyl, not, the, not, yeah, not yeah, her yeah, talking yeah, about fentanyl. Yeah, I'll yeah. yeah, play the <laughs> yeah, other. Sorry. One. Okay, here it is. We are concerned that what we have been seeing coming across includes deadly and illicit fentanyl trafficking. It has fueled the opioid crisis and is a leading cause of death among the 18 through 42 year old population in the United States. So more rambling. First of all, welcome, welcome to the party, Cam. Cam, <laughs> you mean fentanyl is an issue here in the states? What? But just more ramblings dripping out of the VP's man pleaser. Uh, five hundred thousand Americans, five hundred thousand Americans were killed last year because of fentanyl. Once again, they don't care because the end justifies the means. If you're on the left, these guys need to have an open border for a lot of reasons. But three in particular is they need a new voting block. If you, if you can give undereducated people free items like phones, health care, housing, you've made them dependent on the government, and you've also got their vote. They need that. They need to, talking about the, over, you know, the middle class and whatnot, they've got to overwhelm the system to the point where it collapses. So we can't handle the influx that we're getting. And that is, the, that is the, the, the goal of the modern communist regime in the United States, is to destroy the current system we're living in. We showed yesterday in uh, Booze and Banter, Ilhan Omar, there's an old clip, but talking about burning the system down. That's what they want to do. They have to to accomplish their goals. They have to get it overwhelmed, collapse it, so they can start it back over the way that they want, and in a way that will benefit everyone on top. But it destroys the middle class and the lower class. The only way communism works is if you've got a permanent underclass. And you know what helps with that? Illegal immigration. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy because, like, in 
parts of town that are further away from Santa Fe, there's billboards that say, look out, and it's candy-looking fentanyl. And it's a fentanyl is a, is a killer. And it looks like candy. Kids are taking these, thinking it's freeze or whatever, and they're they're overdosing. It's it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Well, it's, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's awful. But getting back to my list real quick, the third thing that they need is they need an open border. Not just to collapse, overwhelm and collapse the system, but they need an open border so drugs can freely flow into the states. You say, well, why? That doesn't make sense. How does that play into collapsing the system? Well, look, <clears throat> these guys have looked at mistakes that other communist leaders have made while transitioning their government in the past. Stalin, Popot, all these people. What do those guys do? They engaged in mass murder to gain control over their citizens. These guys, the Democrats play the game well. They're a bit too savvy to be that forceful. They're not going to just line people up and shoot them. They also know that we've got 46% of the world's guns, so that's not going to work. But the next best option is you can, you can shave off, you can cut a lot of fat from the population. Blame it on drug abuse. And they're, they're doing the same thing, thinning the herd of legacy Americans without rounding up anyone and shooting them. It's a clever thing. I mean, think of it. If they can remove 10% of American population by getting people to overdose on illegal drugs, many case, in many cases, ones they don't even know what they are, along with importing that permanent underclass with the illegal immigrants that they keep bringing in, they're right on target to make all sorts of massive changes in this country. Massive changes. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> We got one more segment I want to hit on before we head on over to, to booze and banter. Let's, uh, let's do that. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, KJP had some more to say about the whole balloon incident and also where U.S. and China relations are going. We'll get into it on the other side. Stick around. Big tech and other woke companies give billions to the radical left? They're literally using your money to take your vote and your freedoms away from you. Stop! Shop at Mammoth Nation instead, the conservative marketplace. Get huge discounts on thousands of products from hundreds of American and veteran-owned retailers. Vote at the booth and with your wallet. This is how we fight tyranny, folks. Right now, go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member. Use this promo code and save 30%. Hey guys, it's a crazy world out there, and we're facing more uncertainty than we've faced in a long time, if not ever. And the most important advice I can give you and your loved ones is to be prepared. Most people realize they need something way too late in the event of a disaster, be it a natural disaster, a sustained power outage, political upheaval, or God forbid, war. Don't put yourself in that situation. Have food and water on hand to provide for you and your loved ones as you adjust to whatever crisis you're facing and develop a strategy. And thankfully, Heaven's Harvest has everything you need to prepare for the unexpected. With Heaven's Harvest, you're not only supporting a pro-America Christian companies that shares your values, but you also get discounts on emergency survival foods, heirloom vegetable seed kits, water filtration and storage kits, and loads of other survival resources, such as guides on how to grow and preserve your own foods. So get ahead. 
Be prepared and survive with a company that shares your values. Right now, go to heavensharvest.com and use promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, to save. The worst press secretary, maybe of all time, was asked questions about the Chinese spy balloon, that whole incident we just went through. She had some words to say. Let's 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 hear what KJP had to say from her binder, shall we? Let's 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 take a look. I've got a couple clips here, but let's 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 take a listen on this clip. Saturday when the president spoke uh, just off of Air Force One, he seemed very definitive in making clear that he was the one who said explicitly. I want this to be shot down, and the military leaders suggested wait. Um, was that a reflection, perhaps, in frustration in terms of the political attacks you guys have gotten from Republicans who said this should have happened on the front end as opposed to the back end? Well, just a couple of things. I know there was a TikTok that went out to all of you uh, from the National Security Council that was pretty detailed on how everything kind of broke down for the past week uh, and how things uh, how things flowed. Uh, I'll, I'll give a little truncated version of that. On Tuesday, the president, through the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, directed the military to refine and present options to shoot the balloon down immediately. The president also directed the military and the intelligence community to collect against the balloon so that we would learn more about China's capabilities and tradecraft. At the same time, we protected uh, we protected against Chinese intelligence collection because we knew exactly where the balloon uh, was going. The, the military recommended taking the balloon down over water fo following the determination uh, by military commanders that there was undue risk of debris causing harm to civilians while the balloon was over land in Alaska, Canada, or the continental United States. On Wednesday, the president directed the military to take it down at the first available opportunity when it could be done with safety, uh, especially uh, as we're thinking about Americans' lives and being safe there while maximizing our ability to recover uh, the payload. Shooting the balloon down over water wasn't just the safest option. It ma maximized the chance of recovering the payload, giving us a better chance to get information from the Chinese surveillance balloon payload. But I think the bottom line here, and this is something that we want to make very clear, is that, uh, uh, look, what China did was unacceptable. We protected civilians, and we gained more intel while protecting our own sensitive information. And so uh, I, I laid that out so you have an understanding of how the, this past week went. And, you know, the president, as we all know, is not just the president. He's also the commander-in-chief, and his number one uh, priority is making sure that American lives are, are protected and that we protect, uh, you know, uh, citizens in this country. Uh, but at the same time, we wanted to make sure that we were able to collect uh, some data, which we were able to do, and that's why we took that action. And the, presi the president uh, made sure we took that action. All right. So, look, uh, we're, I'm not going to break down for a, a third day straight – well, third third th video straight because we did it over the weekend for for Mammoth. But how how much of a failure that was, and how much of of a just load of shit that just was that she just said there. But did you notice that she said KJP said that they sent reporters a TikTok on how the timeline broke down with the Chinese spy balloon? The White House sent a TikTok to reporters. The irony of all of this 
is just too good to not address. The White House in this event, she just said it there, using Chinese spyware to get out their message about a Chinese spy balloon that hovered for a week over military installations in America. I'm just, I mean, it's, it's shocking how obtuse this administration is. It's just mind-blowing when you, when you step back and think about it. So that's the official memo now? That's the way that the White House is going to be working? Straight, straight TikTok. Come out. <laughs> straight, straight TikTok. Straight TikTok. I, yeah, from, from the, straight from the phone of the social media director at the White House. You know, like, <laughs> but, I mean, the, the obvious play the Dems are making is harping on the fact that they acted in a way to help protect American lives by shooting down the balloon, right? Over water. But pr- protecting American lives is always a great default position. I, I get that especially when your inaction led you to having your pants pulled down in front of the whole world, because that's what happened in this case. They, they, this regime was hoping, I'll get into it a little more, I guess. They, they were hoping that this thing would just pass over without any discussion, that nobody would notice it, right? And that wasn't the case because, and it didn't work that way because the Chinese were, were, were flying it at altitude, almost to the point where an altitude where it could be seen almost like they wanted attention drawn to it. But, but these guys, I mean, again, they're, 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 they're saying all this stuff. Oh, we did it. And it was the safe way to do it. And it was the appropriate thing to do. And don't worry, China didn't collect it. Guys, they got everything they needed, everything they needed. And we didn't stop them until it was outside of the United States. Thank God that there were some people who spotted it, so it became a discussion point. A a person in Montana, a a pilot flying at altitude. But they're also, they're saying we can recover all this stuff. Guys, the military has come out and said they're struggling to recover. You know why? Because they shot it with a missile over the ocean. Every, Every Democrat mouthpiece out there makes it sound like the United States is packed wall-to-wall with these people like montana in the case of montana there's no safe place to shoot it down we couldn't have we couldn't have possibly done it over that other than over the atlantic ocean that's just not true it's not true at all bravo what's up bro the only reason why they're saying that though is to cover just more feckless decisions that they made about this when it came time to deal with it why it'd be primarily because people found out about it remember we wouldn't have known about this balloon unless it was these people these citizens who saw it because it was right freaking there all right i'm not going to get further into that because it's time to head on over to booze and banter but um we've got a couple other clips maybe we'll play them in booze and banter of kjp maybe we'll just move on from from kjp because i'm sick of of hearing her talk about this she did try and describe how relations would be with china moving forward which was kind of funny to hear uh she also talked about whether or not there would be future balloons and she had to go right back to the binder for all those answers we'll maybe talk about it in booze and banter again reminder folks booze and banter is over on red voice media to sign up you go to redvoicemedia.com forward slash drew crew that's how you do it we'll throw it in the link for you one more time or the chat for you one more time rather that's how you join if you want to watch you go to red voice media dot com forward slash bb or you can just go to the live player 
Uh, that's where we're going to be here in about five minutes. We hope to see you over there. If for some reason you can't make it, we'll look forward to seeing you right back here tomorrow. Thanks so much for being here, guys. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. Have a great day. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.